women in the world. Now nah, I'm just playing. What's happening, y'all? What's going on? What's the deal? Listen, <laughs> this is the most incredible, most impactful um, on the BS side. We're not impactful on like you know facts or anything, but like um, fiction. <laughs> oh yeah, but, but, you know what I'm saying? We we good with that. We're phenomenal. Mwah, many feet. This is the ish that we talk. I am the host of this show. I am the blunt smoking black toting bad MF that you see in front of you. Um, Lily, aka current slave. Gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Man, I am with the lady that pushes all the bells and whistles. Um, without her, this would not be a show. I say this all the time because it is a factoid. Um, please let's give a round of applause for the do all be all the head honcho, um, the icing on the cake, my co-host Lindsay. Hi everyone. How's it going? It's like a major pause. I was like, oh, did I say something wrong? You're like, I don't want to be cake, nigga. No. 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 No, it's my computer. I'm I'm trying to do too much. That's all. Gotcha. Again, this There's is the ish that we talk. I'm here. How's it going? We are in here. We are live. We are chilling. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, right. we are. How are you doing on this Friday evening? I'm doing all right, man. I just got off of a, a 10 hour work shift. And uh, I am going to uh, enjoy my uh, the rest of my night. How are you doing? How's your health? How's your wealth? What is the deal? Um, I am well. Um, well, I can't complain. I mean, I can, but nobody cares. And can't nobody do nothing about the complaints, so. Man, yeah. that is so true. So there you that have it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, let's get the um, yeah. pleasantries out the way. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and right now, uh, and for always, I guess, you can catch us on Twitch. Um, I don't know why I give a big uh, pause with Twitch, but at the same time, man, I love when we get uh, Twitch, fo uh, Twitch folks on here. Um, uh, I also think we're lagging, but I'm, we're going to push through that. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah, we are. But, you know, stranger things have happened. So, yeah. <laughs> Man. All right, so do you want to uh, get right in on the topics? Or, you know, hey, yeah. how was your day? <laughs> What's going on? Your, how was your, your Friday feeling? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can. Um, let's see. What do we want our first topic to be? Let's look. Let's start 
top five. <laughs> you have your top five list for um, the top five white people, black folks do not play about. I do. Can't say nothing bad about Miss Bernice. Man, bet not. So you want to go first? I can right. go first. <laughs> right. I can go first. Um, my top five white people yeah. that you cannot disrespect. I'm talking about if you say anything bad about them, we just gonna have a whole ass problem um, for real. Um, yeah, seriously. Rounding in at number five. Rounding in at number five, I am going to say Maury motherfucking Povich. Mm, Better not say nothing about my dog. My dog. I'm talking about, listen, this is the only guy that I know that is of Anglo-Saxon descent that can pronounce a name with seven apostrophes and four dashes in it. And I can't even do that. I got to give him all sorts of <laughs> Right. And you never hear nothing um, about that, um, about that point. Like, you never heard nobody in the background be like, we had to tell him like 10 different times. We had to whisper it in his ear. You never hear nope. nothing about that. He probably gets it on the first try. This man Making looks at Making every ghetto mama proud. He looks at this is what he do. He say, when it comes to four year old Quay Levante Lashawn Deshaxford, like fluent, <laughs> fluent, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Got to get respect. Absolutely. Got to yes. get the utmost respect. My right. number four. He do it better than my me. My number. <laughs> Four comes uh comes in um uh hard it was it was hard to decide um how I was gonna place him but I was just like I gotta um the person I'm gonna throw in there in my number four is Mr. Rogers. Um a lot of people really don't know um how impactful uh Mr. Rogers was for not only black people but just uh, for equality. And so I, you got to respect yeah. uh, Mr. Rogers for that. Absolutely. Did you ever watch that movie about his life? I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. Um, I finished it. I, I watched it um, on one of them playing rides I had last year. And um, it was really good. It was a really good movie. I would recommend it. It's, I forgot the name of it, but um, I think it's called Would You Be My Neighbor or something like that? Or is that the documentary? I can't remember, but it stars Tom Hanks. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend that to anyone. It is such a good movie. Um, the, But the documentary is good, too. I watched the documentary before as well. Both of them are really good. I'm with you on that one. I'm going to have to watch that. Um my uh my third one that you can't you can't say nothing about because um for some strange reason i don't know why in her luxurious life and and of and anything that happened to her 
um well the uh i what 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 can i say the um the tragedy that happened to her she stuck to the g code and that was so thorough for every person um of any ethnicity uh in any gang in any cartel and any mob and anything affiliated with it is martha goddamn stewart Mm. Yep. Yep. I ain't say nothing about her. She held it down. She, she, she was always, always and forever have a hood pass. Always. Cause she she took that thing, she found out about it, and they was like, you can roll on these people that did it. And she looked them dead in the face and said, Suck my dick. <laughs> right. Right, just lock me up then, shit. I don't give yeah. a fuck what nobody talk about. And that bitch was old. Man, now this what she wasn't in her twenties when she did that. This bitch was old and said, no. "Hey, man," she said, "Hey, come here, come here, come here. I got something to tell you. You really want to know what happened? Suck my dick." <laughs> and then just went dead time. Right, like just just go ahead and lock me up, cause I ain't about Man. to give you what you want. Dope. Yeah. My second person, my second person is uh, near and dear to my heart. I, my family knows that. If you ever uh, talk to my sister or my brother or my mother, and Jasmine knows that. If you ever talk to Jasmine, of high regards, I uh, I talk about this guy, um, Robin Williams. For some strange reason, that was my motherfucking guy. I loved Robin Williams, and it wasn't for his comedy. It was when he was being real on 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 film, and when I seen uh, interviews with him, something about him just resonated with me as a person who I seen that was broken, but was was pushing through. And I hated that. You know what I'm saying? It it, it was whatever happened to him. Straw that broke the camel's back. He he just he he um he exited out. Um, real early, and he did it on his terms, which some people would, uh, will say it was a coward move. But you don't never know what uh, what people are going through. Yeah. And my number one, my number one with a motherfucking bullet. When I was doing this list today in my job. She remained my number one, and she will continue to remain my number one until the time I cash out of this bitch. Bet motherfucking white. I think she's everybody's number one because <laughs> she's <Yeah>. mine. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She is so terrific. Oh, man. Listen, I'm telling you, the angel that called her in early, oh, he got reprimanded. I ain't saying he got his wings took in front of him. But uh, he was in a no-fly zone for for a minute. Yeah, yeah, that close to her hundredth um, birthday, she was like what two weeks away. Yep. Yeah. So I have that's uh, the part that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I I um I love Betty White. I, it was it was something about her um, being who she was as an individual. Um, that made her amazing. It ain't like I I, I can never um, sit here and say she did things for black people or anything of that nature. All I know is the spirit that resonated 
with everybody. She was, uh, you never she heard anything do. bad about Betty White. She did do things for the black community. Um, I didn't know about, I'm not was, even going to uh, lie, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know about it until after she passed, but we already, that's the killer part about it, because genuinely, or genuinely as a collective, the black community already accepted her, not even knowing that she was doing things in the black community back in the day so yeah yeah um yeah i have uh i have two yeah. honorable mentions okay two honorable mentions um my first honorable mention i was really because i really wanted to throw him in there because for real for real uh he uh he was impactful uh two black people and to a culture at the same time, he was a, a part of a movement that only showed a, um, a, a certain amount of the culture, and um, a lot of it was in uh, was in negative uh, light. You got to give it up for fucking Jay. Jay Springer can come to my cookout anytime in the world. Hey, ancestors, when you when you see me barbecuing, go ahead and let him sit down and smell this food, baby. <laughs> All right. Real. And then my second one would be uh my second one honorable mention is Jerry motherfucking Seinfeld just because I watched him check a black nigga <laughs> and I thought that was the illest shit I've ever seen. Because we've you all seen you watched Uncle him check him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched him check Chris for letting uh Ricky Trevace and uh um, that pervert nigga that jacked off in front of his uh, assistants um, say the N-word. Yeah. And I watched him check that whole room. And he did it yeah. subtle and he did it nice. But at the time, they knew him on that level. And I thought that was the boss, most biggest dick in the room energy I've seen. Yeah, right. And then I found right. out I after that... that. I'm sorry, uh-huh. what was you about to say? I think that... Um... Not that it wasn't already solidified, but I think that may have been may have been what really solidified him being on that list for a lot of people. Yeah, and then um, after that, and after I seen this because this was years ago, but I just found out recently. I want to say last year, um, people uh, for some strange reason it was brought up again, and people was talking about how uh, um, this nigga Jerry Seinfeld always been like don't get his his show twisted mm-hmm. because it was a bunch of white people in that motherfucker like nigga his best friend was a, a was a, is a nigga mm-hmm. yeah like, flat um, out like what's his name something Wallace yeah shit George Wallace George Wallace and he was his best man at his um, wedding I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. So I, I, I gotta give it to um I gotta give it to them. It was my uh top five uh uh white folks that uh you better not I talk shit about them in front of me. hmm Yeah. Yeah, well, your two honorable mentions are part of my top five. That's hard. So. 
So yeah. Um well let's go. Yeah. So um yeah, let's go through my list. Now my list ain't in no particular order, but <clears throat> I have Betty White as well. Um I mean for reasons that you said. Uh, like I said, she's gonna be on everybody's top five list. Like, don't I don't know a black person that that plays about her. Like, we do right. not play about Miss Betty White or I P. Um, and then Jerry Seinfeld. Um, you know, I didn't get into Jerry Seinfeld until after the show Seinfeld was off, but I can definitely say that I have seen every episode of Seinfeld. And laugh like it just came out, you know. Not only that, like like you said, that that one. Um, I don't know what show it was, but yeah, with Ricky Gervais, uh, with um, that other comedian, Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld, when they were talking about the N word, and they kept using it, kept saying the word, and Chris Rock is just okay laughing with them. Jerry Seinfeld was the only one in the room. Like, yeah, that's not funny. I don't yeah. play about that. I, there's no reason for me to say it in a comedy skit or in real life. Right. Like, I have, I have no reason to say it. The most and bosses. I, like I said. Exactly, and like I said um, a minute ago, I think if he wasn't already solidified, which I feel like he was. I feel like that's what solidified him on people's list. Not to mention the genius album, the album about nothing that Wale put out starring Jerry Springer. I thought it was just me that loved Jerry Springer until that album came out. <laughs> like Dude. that album is genius and I freaking love it. Freaking love it. That's, a, that's so. another thing that they you know what I'm saying that even thinking about it right now, it didn't go over my head because I always remember that. But that's also player. You have to think and took the time to do monologues on a yes. rapper's. I'm not only a rapper's album. One of one of the rappers most sought out his big banger. Jerry got a monologue on. Yes, that album that, is. Built around Jerry Springer. I mean, not Jerry Springer, Jerry Seinfeld. And not only did he take the time out to do the album monologues and interludes, he also was on the album cover. They also did a huge promotion on TBS. If anybody knows about Seinfeld and syndication, TBS is like the number one source of it outside of now we got streaming. But before streaming, TBS. TBS was like your number one source. If you wanted to watch Seinfeld, go to TBS. And they did a whole promotion with Wale and Jerry Seinfeld on TBS when that album came out. Like, that was a humongous deal. You know what I'm saying? I bet you there was people that didn't even listen to rap music that bought that album on the strength of Jerry Springer. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jerry, I keep saying Jerry Springer. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that was a huge deal. Yeah. That was a huge deal. So, and then while I a real one for that, because like, who's thinking about putting Jerry Seinfeld on an album? Like, that ain't the most gangster thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Nope. 
So that's genius level. We, that that's genius level marketing right there. Yes, absolutely. And then I don't even feel like it was like something marketing like oh i know i can sell a lot of albums if i get jerry seinfeld you know what i'm saying like i feel like he genuinely loves the show yeah no just that like was, yeah, anybody that, would if you would sit down and watch it the show is good the, the show is fucking good you know i have my uh i i have uh my favorites yeah. we'll talk, we might have to do our favorite uh uh um fucking uh, uh jerry uh seinfeld show uh um uh moments or episodes episodes yeah we can definitely do that if we do that we got to do several episodes <laughs> i mean several um shows because there are some classic shows that you can definitely put together a top five easy yeah. um but yeah so that's jerry seinfeld the next one is jerry springer um jerry springer pretty much was my babysitter you know through the 90s so you know, he was everybody's best. So I'm always gonna have love and respect for him. Right. I'm always gonna have love and respect for Jerry Seinfeld. We already um on a previous episode when he passed RIP, we already praised him a whole lot on this show. So it shouldn't be to no surprise that he's on the list. Um right. the next one I have is uh Paul Wall. Uh, wow. Paul Wall, what did he do? Do not play about Paul Wall, and, and it's not like he's wearing right, and it's not like he's you know wearing rap as cosplay or anything like that. Like he, you can really tell when a person lives and breathes what they're talking about, you know, and their whole aura and everything is genuine. He's not, he's not, he's not trying to switch up. He's not trying to use it to gain momentum or anything like that. Like that's genuinely him. And you can't do nothing but love and respect that. So, and he still got it. Still got it. He's awesome. Um, So Paul Wall. um, And so um, the other one is um, John B., Black folks do not play about John B. So, um, but I will say this because they played it so much, I can live the rest of my life without hearing they don't know and be okay. Now, what I will do is I will play Are You Still Down on repeat to this day. That beat just hit so hard. And then, especially when he be singing, and he be like, the more I see you, the more that I feel inside. And I know one day you'll make it back to where we can fly. Watch time go. Like, I love that. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Black folks do not play about him. He still come around. He still look the same. He ain't, he ain't aged or nothing. And like we were saying about um, Paul Wall, is genuine. Like you could tell, you could tell when somebody is not genuine when they infiltrate the black um, yeah, culture. Yeah, but it's genuine. It's genuine. So um, I do have honorable mentions. Um, Eminem. Eminem is an honorable mention. Uh, yeah. I don't think I need to explain that one. Um, Jim Carrey. 
Jim Carrey um, got his start on In Living Color. And if you listen to any of his interviews, when they get to talking about his origin story and stuff like that, he always gives props to In Living Color. He always gives props to Kenny and Ivory Wayans. Um, he's been completely unproblematic. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, big prop, big props to Jim Carrey. And plus, he was freaking hilarious on that show. I just watched the... <laughs> I just watched a clip like a couple of days ago when um, um, Jamie Foxx was uh, Wanda and they were playing the dating game and it was David Allen Greer's first time seeing Wanda. And when he came around that wall and saw Wanda, he was shook. And then he like, like Wanda tried to touch him. He was like, no, no. And then he went over and hugged. <laughs> he went over and hugged Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey broke. He broke. Like, he had to turn his back to the audience. He broke. It was so funny. So, and I just love yeah, that one. I've seen break. that clip. Because it just be too freaking funny. Yeah. Um, another one is Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, not only is she a phenomenal singer and, and songwriter and actress, but she has been verbal about... Um, Black Lives Matter. She does contribute. She does um, donate, like all that type of stuff. So she is definitely woke. Um, so I feel like we don't play about her. She, if she don't want to come to the cookout, somebody's gonna go around her house with a plate. So, um, and then another one, my last one is um, Tina Marie. I've never heard not one bad thing about Tina Marie, R.I.P. So you never gonna hear nothing about Tina Marie. To deal with to deal with Rick James in the eighties, yeah. Like to but to deal with Rick James in the eighties, like the eighties Rick James, to have the patience to deal with him, I got to give you props. So. So yeah, so shout out to Tina Marie, RIP. So, yeah, even so talking about list. that, even 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 talk. I'm a, I'm gonna piggyback off Tina Marie, and then I'm gonna talk about a couple of your other honorable mentions. But um, I'm piggybacking off of what you just said with Tina Marie. Um, to even to, to deal with Rick James in the '80s was crazy. Not only to deal with him, but to match him. She didn't she didn't overstage him, but to match him on a fucking Timeless song is really. Hey, mm -hmm. listen, Tina Marie. Yeah, you. I remember when yeah. she signed to Cash Money before she uh before she cashed out of this bitch. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I didn't get no music I from it, but I remember. That. <laughs> yeah. Like so, yeah. Right, she right. was. She was totally always there. Black people always fucked with uh, Tina Marie. Yeah. Um, also, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I didn't even know she was black for a while. Not until I don't know if you remember, but she came on the Steve Harvey show. Like at their prom or homecoming or something like that. That's when I found out that she was white. But I did not no know. Shit. I knew she was white. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know. Yeah, I knew she was white. 
But uh, I'm gonna uh, hit the John B one. Um, mm-hmm. John B. Uh, yeah, like you said, man, this he is untouched. He is so genuine. Um, even the ones you Dolly Parton, because this, this this is why uh I peeped about your uh your top five: Dolly Parton, John B., mm-hmm. Tina Marie, Eminem. These people that you uh you mentioned, Paul Wall. These are what um what our culture called blue-eyed soul. They had soul to them. It was about substance. It ain't about trying to uh trying to appropriate. Um, the reason why I loved Eminem so much was um he knew how to um advertise himself to the point where he 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 pandered. Well, nope, I'll take that lie back because it's not even pandered. What he did was he put it out there in his rap lyrics of how these white people, how these white people just eat me up because they, you know what I'm saying? They think I appropriate like Elvis Presley, you know. But at the end, mm-hmm. when, uh, at the end of that bar, he said, "Nah, but it's just me." And that was when I heard that, I was like, "Yeah," because motherfuckers think he act a certain way. Now nah, this is how he is all day, every day, motherfucker. You either gonna deal with it or you ain't gonna deal with it. And he mm-hmm. and he wrote it phenomenally in a funny way, and it went over a lot of white people's heads. But niggas that really listened to him and it was like, "Yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I'm gonna get this money from these motherfuckers because they think I'm gonna act a certain way. Fuck it. Twenty million on a white rappers emerge. Mm-hmm. Get that? Yeah, yeah. I'm a- yeah, yeah. If you know any, if if you're gonna say that he's pandering, he's pandering to white folks. If you say that he's pandering, that's who he's pandering to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Because especially back in the day when um you actually had to buy albums, you know, let, let's just be real. The people that were buying the albums for real, for real, were the white folks. You know what I'm saying? Like that has been proven time and time again. Those were the ones that were buying the um, album. So, yeah, this was genuinely him. But, you know, they look at him as the great white hype. So, of course, I'm going to give you what you want to get these albums sold. But let's just be real. Like, I'm me at the end of the day. And me is being is being this. Like, right. I'm not no. And don't get me wrong, because I do like Post Malone. But I'm not no Post Malone. I'm not no Miley Cyrus type individual. You know what I'm saying? Where they infiltrated the culture and then used it to their ability to move on. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't genuinely them, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I feel like that's been proven time and time again with, like, over time with the person that he's been because he ain't switched up, you know. And he could have switched up tenfold by this point, but it hasn't happened, you know. So, another person I would say <clears throat> did uh, the same thing. Another person, I, and I didn't even uh, think about it, was uh, Robin Thicke. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Thicke is just Robin um, Thicke. That's just what he is. Right. 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 Um, and, that, and that's what's so crazy because when he first came out he was straight up R&B it wasn't it wasn't pop at all 
he didn't start making like the crossover pop hits until after he was solidified, you know. Uh oh. You blinked yeah. off, uh, cuz what would you say? I did. I said he didn't. Um, what did I say? Oh, yeah, he didn't start making the pop hits until he was solidified. Yeah, yeah, like I, re I remember Robin Thick with the long hair, right? And riding the bike, yeah, Do -do -do -do. yeah, Do -do -do -do. yeah, so. But yeah, um, another person that I also thought about was uh, Kevin Costner. Black folks is gonna watch Kevin. anything Kevin Costner's in. Yeah, <laughs> and then right, and then learning the fact that um, how just how close him and Whitney was. And on top of that, that it was his idea for her to sing I Will Always Love You. Like, you're definitely getting a seat, seat at the cookout. You're definitely going to have a seat reserved for you at the cookout, just on the strength of that. So, and I'm not that type of person to be inviting everybody to the cookout. So, yeah. I ain't going to lie. I'll give it to you. Um. I give you what you just said about how he was good with uh Whitney Houston. I also give you that um um a lot of uh, the stuff I know about Kevin Costner um is he was an ultimate hustler before motherfuckers really was doing this shit in the industry. Um before mm -hmm. it was Tom Cruise doing things, before it was you know other um actors uh doing stuff, Kevin Costner was actually saying, "Hey, I want this movie to be made. You niggas don't want to make the movie. I'm going to pay for the motherfucking movie myself, bitch. Um, and then I'm going to rake up. He did. Uh, I know for uh, I know two movies he did like that where Hollywood totally was like, we don't want to do it. And he paid for him himself. And them shits made him a mint. Um, one was, uh, I think, The Patriot. And then the other one was, uh, oh, shit, it's right at the uh, tip of my tongue, uh, Waterworld. Yeah, no, he did Waterworld. I didn't know the Patriot though. Yep. Nope. Was he in the Patriot? I thought that was Mel Gibson. No, I think uh, huh. it, that might have. Well, that the name of the movie might be different, but it was it was a movie that he made, and it was uh, set back in those times where it was something about uh, a nigga needing to carry some uh, carry something over to something where wherever he, he was going. Dances with Wolves? Huh? Are you talking about Dances with Wolves? Was it Dances with Wolves? It might have been Dances with Wolves. I know it's two movies I know. I um I know for uh for a fact Waterworld, but it might have been Dances with I know it was two movies that he made. The motherfuckers was like, nah, Hollywood was turning against it and he was flipping his own dime for it. It's Dances with Wolves. So, and then, Dances with Wolves. He, um, okay. he directed Dances with Wolves. Okay. 
So I yeah, he was just an ultimate hustler that way. And then he directed if you think about it, it's dances with wolves. He directed dances with Yeah. I knew it was I, I knew it was something like that in those times. But even in thinking about that, mm-hmm. he got niggas to watch Westerns right now. There's a bunch of niggas that love Yellowstone. I don't know shit about it. It's just like Kevin yes. Costner. <laughs> yes. I was thinking that too. I was thinking that too because you know people that don't fool with the country but watch Yellowstone and love it and watch the spinoffs. You know what I mean? So, yeah. This nigga, this 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 yeah. nigga, I'm gonna call him a nigga. This nigga, Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah, boy. Listen, hey, nigga, you are you hard as the motherfucker. Like, I would love to like sit down, drink some scotch, cause you look like scotch straight up, and just talk business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, so that's um, that's uh, Kevin Costner. <laughs> that's Kevin Costner. Yeah, but just the fact, right? Just the fact that um, I found out. Not only, not only did he suggest for Whitney Houston to sing that song. Not only was they real good friends after making the Bodyguard. But he requested for Whitney Houston to be in the bodyguard. Like those three things alone. And the bodyguard was a huge deal, you know? I Will Always Love You is like the best, one of the best songs ever to be sung. That is a fact. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely Kevin Costner. He probably should have been on the list instead of honorable mention, to be honest. Yeah, um, I was about to yeah. say thinking about it. I didn't even um I didn't even think about it until you uh until you said his name and I'm like, oh yeah, he solidified like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's genuine, person. you know? Yeah. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, but like another person um that should be on there uh uh just because just on a a realistic basis um is what we need and we pretty much should have known that he'll never be president because um what he does is uh piss a bunch of his people off is uh Bernie fucking Sanders. Bernie fucking Sanders been on the front line for niggas. Um, since niggas been on the front line for niggas. Yeah. Yeah, I can get with you on that. I can get with you on that. And he don't care. He don't care what you think. He don't care what nobody think. He gonna say what he wanna say. He got that um that old that old black man mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That he gonna say what he wanna say and he don't give a damn what you think. Like, and that's just what it is. So, gotta respect that. Gotta respect him. But yeah, I'll I'll get I'll give it to you for that. I'll give it to you for uh, Mr. Sanders. But yeah, but that's what the top (laughs) twenty. Right. You know, it's a couple white people that we fuck with, man. Listen, it's just one of those things where, like, 
you can't um you can't think that everybody uh from a certain uh race is wrong um that's how they be thinking and that's um why um shit like redlining was invented so you can't think that man you got to think outside the box when it comes to uh things you got to watch people's hearts you got to watch people's moves you know know what i'm saying don't uh don't listen to what they say watch what they do yeah um one more person then we can move on um he's pretty much internet famous um he's not a singer or actor or anything like that it's um i don't know if you ever heard of him but um officer tim norman he's an officer out of little rock do you know who i'm talking about Mm -mm. okay yeah i'll send you his instagram page but um he's a police officer and he like i said he's out of little rock arkansas but um he is dedicated his um his career to helping the the people of little rock and changing the narrative of what you feel um a stereotypical white police police officer is he doesn't um like you can tell that his work is genuine like he's always on instagram you know promoting um positivity in the community those people like he's in the community doing all types of things with the people with the kids with the adults like he goes and checks on the old people he has all um all types of kids that he checks on all the time he has there's adults that he checks on all the time as well like he is like really in the community doing the work like he is definitely like a positive figure in his community he's always working with something and then like he he goes around like all over the country like um promoting positive police work and whatnot and he's just like if you see his instagram it's just nothing but good positive work that he's doing in a community and it's just it's really dope and you can tell it's genuine because it's 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 one thing for you to just like show a couple of black kids that you're giving them ice cream and stuff like that like okay but the fact that he's always in the community them kids know him by name them adults know him by name he's going above and beyond because you don't to go visit old people in the nursing home like you don't as a police officer you don't need to do that you know what i'm saying but that but he does it out the kindness of his heart and it's just really dope to watch his uh instagram so but um i believe i believe his instagram is t norman 20 or something like that but yeah if you know who i'm talking about then you know that i'm not i'm not telling no lies with him so (laughs) but yeah yeah t norman 23 that's his um Instagram and it's not him, it's Tommy Norman. So yeah. But um, but yeah, we can move on. So uh <laughs> next up <clears throat> next up is uh Holly Berry. So Holly Berry um just recently finalized her divorce from her third husband i want to say i want to say it's her third husband Mm -hmm. um oliver martinez and 
um, they share a nine-year-old together. Um, they broke up when the kid was like one. And they were married two years and the divorce was going on for, has been going on for eight years. And they finally finalized it. Um, he is going to receive $8,000 a month in child support. And he's going to receive 4.3%, excuse me, of any income she receives above $2 million. What are your thoughts about this settlement? <clears throat> City boys, city boys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all. Um, what I will say is what we can look at this and see is this is what happens not if you are you know um it has nothing to do with um holly berry uh uh being half uh black it has nothing to do with um you know a man taking advantage of a woman uh no what you see is a situation where this lady has uh no business getting married and it keeps backfiring on her. And she has no business um, having kids that she's really not um, focused on because you're seeing it backfire on her. Um, with that being said, I'm not downplaying Holly Berry. I'm not saying she's a, a unfit mother or anything of that nature. What I am saying is um, for Holly Berry to be of the status that she is and to not only pay child support to one man, but two, like, let's not get it twisted. This ain't Holly's first rodeo, so I don't understand why it's such a backlash. But she pays two men child support. We have to start realizing yeah. that it ain't the man that she's fucking with. It's Holly. It's Holly. Now, you know, we we, we get the whole thing. I remember when, um, when she was married to David Justice, and David Justice used to beat our ass. Okay, that's, you know, that's one thing. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. Um, David didn't beat her ass. It was one of them that used to beat her ass. I remember that because she was saying she was abused. Um, yes, and um, they have, like, David Justice came out and said it wasn't him. Um, and nobody has refuted his claims of it being him. Nobody's actually said it was him. From my understanding, which again, this is all alleged. From my understanding, it was Wesley Snipes. Mm. And Wesley Snipes beat her to the point that she is deaf in one of her ears. And that, yeah, that's my understanding. That's That's what I've always heard. But again, this is all alleged. But that's what I heard. I thought it was always David Justice. Like, when that shit came out. And then again, you know, when it came out, I was young. So, you know, I wasn't paying attention to everything. Right. But I always assumed yeah. it was that. But either way it goes, yeah, but I, uh, yeah. three marriages, three divorces, 
two people that she paid child support on. You know, and then, you know, everybody's making a big deal out of $8,000. She um, is so aware of what's going on. Um, she was paying $16,000 for, for her daughter and then got that reduced to $8,000 and then switched that $8,000 to her son. So she's not losing on that level. On that level, she is totally cool. She is fine. So let's not get this twisted. This is one of those things where um, if, you know, because everybody is like coming down um, on men talking about, you know, uh, a man shouldn't take uh, money from a woman and whoopie, 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 and all this whole extra shit. Come on, man. If you want equality, this is exactly what equality is. So shut the fuck up, bitch. But anyway, um, I digress. Moving forward, what I will say is um, what is the stinger, what nobody is really paying attention to, because everybody talking about this $8,000 a month. And it's $8,000 with another $8,000 is $16,000. She's been doing that for 15 years. So she don't have a problem with that. The thing that's, you know what I'm saying, that, that is that don't nobody pay attention to, and that's why I'm saying City Boys is up, is the 4.3% of anything over $2 million. Let's just put it in perspective and just talk about $2 million. If she makes $2 million next year, she owes this nigga $85,000 on top of $8,000 she's getting yeah. a month. Now, that's what niggas need to be talking about. Because that's when, that's how women stick niggas. Right. He got fucked in that plan. She didn't get fucked in, in, in the last plan with her daughter's child support. This is where child support really stings. And then I'm going to keep it real with y'all. This right here, because of how feminism is and how this is really being a movement, this is what's going to change what y'all think child support is, y'all. Pay attention. Pay attention. Now, why do you say that? Because motherfuckers going how women have been doing men, and that's no downplay to every woman, but I'm just talking about those women in perspective, that, uh, in this perspective, and you know I'm only talking about them. Women have been doing this. Women have been getting child support um, uh, and, then all, and then turning around and getting a certain way of living tax off of a man. Um, no one batting an eye over this this whole time and it it, it it don't only happen to the rich it happens to anybody who they uh who you have a good lawyer enough to snatch shit away from a man now this is the same thing happening to holly berry now a lot of feminists are stepping up and watch how you know a lot of feminists because holly berry is not the only person um uh getting shit like this happening to her as a woman now watch how feminists step up and start saying stuff. And, and I mark my words, ladies and gentlemen. Watch how certain things change with child support because of the whole point of equality. Now, a lot of you women are going to be mad because it's going to start changing up some shit. But you know why you're going to be mad? It's because you're the one that want to get something out of it. Now it's going to turn it's going to turn the tables where everybody's going to start getting shit out of it. So let's put this in perspective. When they start changing this, if you're a lady that makes like $60,000 a year, but you married to a nigga that makes thirty-five, 
y'all get divorced it's going to come out to one of those things where now they're going to look at it's not about how you live it's not about how he lives or um uh your husband lives it's all about how comfortable the child is so that money is going to start coming from you because you make the most and so watch how they start changing shit. Yeah. I look at it for like, yeah. I, I look at it for the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I believe that child support is supposed to work um, to make the kids quality of life pretty much the same on each side. Yeah. I think, I believe that's how that's supposed to how they look at it um um that, that that's how they I need to know more details about this settlement to be honest yeah yeah that's how they're supposed to look at it but um yeah i would need to know more details like is that a net or a gross amount the two million dollars that she has to make and is it just cash or um is it the total growth you know what i mean because me personally i would try to finesse some shit. so if y'all talking about net cash okay then i'm gonna tell them to pay me in bitcoin or i'm gonna tell them to pay me in stock or something like that since y'all talking about cash and then i'm gonna tell them let's uh Figure out how I can get paid one million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> yeah. Let me make sure that this is cash. That's how much you're gonna send me in a check minus taxes and minus my agent and my manager and all that type of stuff. Like my take home amount that I'm gonna deposit <laughs> needs to be one million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Like I'm gonna do that. That's the type, like that's the reason why I need to know more details on this. Um, because if they're talking about total growth, then I'm gonna be pissed. Cause like you said, that's eighty-five thousand dollars that you're just getting just because you were actively married to me for two years. Like that's some bullshit. And it's a yeah, it's a double standard because but it's a for me it's a double standard. Because I wouldn't really feel that way. Like, I'm not going to feel that way about a Nicole Young in regards to Dr. Dre. But it's a difference because did he stop his, did he stop his um, career to be her husband? You know what I'm saying? Like, was she providing a lifestyle for him? And then on top of that, it's Two years they were actively married. What could she have done in those two years that they were actively married that equates to him receiving 4.3% over anything over $2 million? I will outside intervene. of giving her or outside of assisting her with having a child. Okay. I will intervene and I will say this. Just because I know a lot of people that are on child support, um, I actually know women that are on child support. And um, 
what ends up happening is why they get certain things in that nature is because uh, you have to understand that um, that man's lawyer played the long game just like the state plays the long game with women when it comes to child support. They strung it out. That whole time that they strung it out, Holly Berry yeah. was being Holly Berry and being an actress. And so she didn't have enough time to be around her children. So you know who was around the children and taking care of the children for those eight years while they were going through the divorce? He was. So he had the majority of the time. So therefore, the majority of the time he was taking care of the children, that um, how they play it in child support is that took away from his career to allow your career to blossom. So from now on, he is always going to get a percentage of your career. That's how but that, that's my, how they but that's child support. I'm talking about I'm not even talking about child support. I'm talking about alimony. If, no, if that is the case, hold on, that uh, hold on, agreement you, between them. Before but was that an agreement you between them or did you automatically just do it? Before you uh before mm -hmm. you go on, that's why I'm one I I, I want to clarify. Because I didn't mean with uh uh and uh I didn't mean child support period. I mean when you go to, uh to child support um court or you go to divorce court, that's what they're that's how they're gonna play it. They're gonna play the person who spends the majority of the time with the children. And if you spend the majority of the time with the children, why this this person is the owner or the uh, earner? That that's how they play that. But that's what, I that's what I'm saying. Like, I would need to know more details. I would need to know more details because if if the, the agreement was I'm going to go to work, you stay with the kids. If that was the agreement, then that's one thing. If there was no agreement and you took it upon yourself after we split up and we are actively trying to divorce, to stay at home with the kids, that's not my fault and I shouldn't have to pay for it because at the end of the day, I obviously make enough to have to hire help to be around the kids, but you decided to stay at home. I'm not going to tell you not to stay at home if you're making your decision. I don't have no parts in that. You can do whatever the fuck you want, but I shouldn't have to pay for it. And that's why men you, you chose to who are that. going there through divorce no there, there was no and that's why men who are going through divorce always argue about alimony because i don't stop you from doing what you want to do this is what you chose to do so why the fuck am i also paying for your life but man? you but that's huh? but that's the thing i'm talking about i'm talking about while they're actively divorcing because they were actively divorcing way longer than they were actively married so in their act and while they were actively married, did they have a discussion that he would stay at home with the kid while she worked? Then we don't know that. So that would be a factor in, okay, maybe if he had if he can prove that his career was going to give him X amount of money and he stopped it so that he could stay at home with the kid, or he stopped it so that he can be with her, and there was an agreement to that then okay i can see why you would fight for alimony and you would get this amount of money but if there was no agreement if you were doing what you were like whatever career you was doing if you was doing that and then you stopped it especially if you stopped that shit after we after we are done after we are in the process of a divorce 
why the fuck do I need to pay you? Especially when you're of sound-minded body, especially when I can pay people to watch this kid. You are choosing to stay at home. And then on top of that, I just don't like the fact of niggas getting money from women. I I don't like that shit. That shit is whack to me. If you a man and you a sound-minded body, go out there and get that shit out the mud. That's why that that I, I was like, that, I, like. I was gonna hit I, I was gonna hit you over the head because I'm telling you the <laughs> argument that you're giving is the same <laughs> argument that the men give when it comes to alimony because this is the same thing that you just said or the, it's the same. But men thing are when they talk about that shit. You said what? Men are whack when they. I said men are whack when they try to give that argument. I don't like it. They're not. You're paying because no, you're paying no, to have no. It's it's no. it's just a double standard. I get it, and I'm okay with that. No, I was about to say, do not act like that. You cannot act like that when you want equality. <laughs> if you want equality, you can act like that. You can you can go up and down on how you feel, mm. but I'm telling you, this is the same argument that men are having. This is the thing. They will go through a divorce, and that whole divorce. This lady could have went to law school. And then this divorce lasts four years. She stopped practicing law. She's going to turn around and say, I had to take care of these children while he pursued and did whatever. And then they're going to turn around and make him pay alimony. This is the same thing that happens. They didn't have no agreement. They didn't sit there and say, hey, once we go through a divorce, you stop fucking working. They don't do that. They don't have an. That's what happens. I'm telling you, this is equality right here. So don't get mad at that. How is that not it's an agreement? Not an agree- if we're, listen. How, how if is we're, that not an agreement? How is that, how is that not a discussion? It's not a, it's not a discussion. Just like it wasn't a discussion with it. That's why Holly is paying that. It wasn't a discussion. Say, for instance, boom, case of scenario. We don't know. We, got, we don't know. I'm telling you how the um how uh divorce court does. Say you got two doctors mm-hmm. here. Boom. Two doctors, they had three children together. They decided to divorce. Boom. Now, that divorce uh, goes on for five years. And it's five years, the woman decides not to work. One, because she was a doctor, she had a little bit of money. Um, Plus, you know, he's been um, taking care of the kids because just because on the strength of that. He's been taking care of his kids. He's been making sure his kids get this, make sure his kids get that. Um, She's been, quote, unquote, just getting by. Once they go to court, she's going to say, hey, I had to stop my whole career to take care of these children. They're going to turn around and say, boom, okay, since you do that, um, we're going to, he has to pay such and such and such alimony. This is what happens. That's how divorce court works. It is equality mm-hmm. that you're looking at with Holly Berry. Um, just, just let it be. She's not the first person that had to pay child support. She's not the first person that had to pay alimony. We all remember what happened to Mary J. Blige. Let's not let, let's not act like this is brand fucking new. This is just what it's like. I'm not saying that like, it is brand new. I'm just saying I don't like it. You don't like, don't it, like it because it's, city boys thing, are up one thing. million. <laughs> But the whole thing with Mary Jane Blige is that they had a prenup and he contested the prenup. So, yeah, that's what happened with them. But um, 
You know how many yeah, you know how many I'm, women contested prenups? You know how many women said I yeah. signed that paper in the rest and then they turned around and, and and made that nigga pay alimony plus child support. So let's not do that. And do you know how many people but do you know how many people that still claim I signed it under duress and still it's upheld? Like that happens as well. We're not no, no, but because you're talking about them. I'm talking about the people that made it. Just knowing we're talking about Holly Berry and everybody. We ain't talking about everybody else. Because some no, no, people, no. I'm talking about people that people made, it. made it. Let's talk about people that made it. Let's talk about people that made it. Um, Tammy Roman married Kenny Anderson back in the 90s. The day before, the night before they got married, he comes to her with a alimony, or, or not an alimony, but a um, prenup, saying that you pretty much leave this marriage with what you got. She came in with 70000 She left with 70000 And she left with two kids. She didn't get nothing out of that. That was that was a fucked up situation. And she didn't, and get, that no, was her. She didn't get no child support. She was just at one moment. That was her. And, she, and Kenny Anderson was a big deal. But I'm saying, like, there have been times. We're talking about there has been times. Okay, there have been times when that happened. There has been times where motherfuckers have got that shit and what i'm saying is you can't you you can't make an argument about one without making an argument about the other so the whole thing about this is this is going this is one of those things everybody wants to be equal right this is the equal path motherfuckers get fucked you get fucked over sometimes that's just what it is Motherfucker, you want to be like i i yeah, just a, 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 a man taking money from a woman that's wrong Fuck that shit, man. Kevin Federline was getting thirty like thousand dollars a month in child support. I didn't say if it was right or wrong. I didn't say if it was right or wrong. I just said I didn't like it. I I don't like men taking money from women. I don't. It uh, call it what you want, double standard, all you want to. I don't care. I don't it's like it. A double standard if you want to. Now, now if you don't want to be equal, child support is one thing. Child support is one thing, but that alimony shit, if you a man and you get it out the mud, get it out Lindsay, the mud again. Lindsay, Why do you have to take from a woman? Lindsay, cuzzo. All right, what? so check this out. Do you believe that you are equal to a man? <laughs> <laughs> as do you far believe as you're equal to a man? I'm just saying, as far as financially... Um, as far as and, and your own cognates, as far as taking care of yourself, as far as taking care of yourself, all that. Do you believe that you are equal to a man where you can do the same thing that a man does in order to take care of yourself financially? Do you think you're equal to a man? No. And I'm going to tell you why, okay. because we are still not hold on, hold on, before you say it, before, pay. Before you say any of that, hold on, hold on. Because I, no, I don't want to cut you off. I'm just going to say right here, because you don't think you're equal to a man, that means, of course, you're supposed to have that idea of, no, a man shouldn't take money from a woman. He should get it out the mud. That Because that's how you feel, because you're not. Now, the women who believe that they're equal to a man, and as far as financially taking care of a household or a family, those women deserve everything that comes to them when it comes to that equality part. When it comes to that, you have because you're equal. 
So that means if you make more, if you've been doing your thing while he was sitting at home with the kids, you should be, you should pay for it. You should pay for it. That's the whole point. And let's, let's be equal on this. But we, ha- but as a society, we have not come to the point where men and women are getting paid equally. If we are, if we are at the point where we are getting paid equally, then fine. Every, then we're equal. However, we're not at that point yet. So you can't. So like you can't say we're equal here when we're not equal here. If we're not equal breadwinners, then we can't be equal payers. Um, see, now you're talking tomatoes and you're talking potatoes because the tomato of it is you have men. No, no uh, listen to what I'm saying. Listen no to what I'm saying. The tomato of it is you have men and women who mm-hmm. say they need to be equal. At the same time, you have men and women that say they want to be equal. You have this whole onslaught of, of these people wanting to be each other. So that is an equal playing field. Now we're talking potatoes. We're talking potatoes. We're talking um, money. Now, in that same equation of money, you have women who are go-getters that end up making more money than men. And then on the same on the same token, you have men who are go-getters that end up making more money than women. Even though the equation is different, you might have a woman who is making $85,000 in a job, whereas a man is doing her same position is making 90 grand. That woman, we're that that woman that we're talking about is not dating a man that's making 90 grand. She is dating a man that makes 40 grand. So in that scenario, when it goes down to um we get a divorce, this 40 grand uh uh man has been the majority of the time has been taking care of the kids. The divorce uh court is going to look at it like, oh, well, he deserves compensation for your eighty thousand dollars. This is this is what I'm trying to tell you when it comes to that. It is going to if we're if we're talking about an equal playing field, that's how it's going to be. I know you don't like it, but that's what is that's what it is to be equal. If you want, no, to be I, equal I, I get what you're. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Basically, we need to date equal or date up for it to be on the same playing field when we divorce. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, I mean, yeah, it's just because one of those like, if you date down, then yeah, situations like this will happen. Exactly. I mean, if you think of it, if, if you really put it in perspective, celebrities that you've seen get divorced and have kids, when have you ever seen them go through a debacle like this? When Demi Moore divorced uh, Bruce Willis, did you? Uh, it, it wasn't a controversy of who was paying what. Because they both was equal. And they didn't give a fuck about the cash. It was about the kids. Not equal, for one. But it wasn't no controversy, yes. But they were not equal. They've never they've never made equal pay. They've never made they equal They were pay. equal as far as, as far as how they banks looked. That's why it was so, that's why it was no controversy over it. No, they could, they could have been co-starring in the they could have been co-starring in the same movie. They was not getting the same pay. It doesn't matter. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about both financially was good enough to say, hey, I don't need you. You don't need me. We just going to focus on the kids. Same thing with uh, Angela Jolie and Brad Pitt. 
Now she talks about whatever Brad Pitt was as a man. It, it never was a controversy of a motherfucker needs to pay this or pay that. They were on equal status as far as what they felt financially was this. Yeah, but I, I'm sure they weren't making the same amount. It does, Lindsay, it does not matter. Now you, you're trying to dig into that. It does not matter. Well, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying know, is that, that, part, that part does matter. It that doesn't. Does, that part because does matter. And that's the reason we, that we're not equal. If we're if we're doing the exact same job. Lindsay, what I'm telling you is, like I said, they both looked at each yeah. other like they were financially equal and they need they didn't need you over money. That's what I'm talking about. Not financially equal. That's yeah. when you argue over money. This is what I'm saying. When it comes to things like that, you have to understand it's equality. It is. It has to be an equal playing field. Now, when you feel like you have to argue over money, the nigga that makes the most money, how the uh, how um uh, courts look at it is that's the motherfucker that pays. The phrase that pays is you get more checks than me, bitch. I mean, I get that. I get all of that. I I get all of that. And when and when you look at it on paper, you're not supposed to look at it gender wise. You're supposed to look at it. The facts are this is how this works. X, Y, and Z. I get all of that. I just don't like the ideology of a man taking money from a woman. Get your, get that shit how you get it. Why do you need a Why do you need to take from a woman? Because I need me. some Jordans. Because I need some Jordans, ho. Sure City, boys City boys up. City boys up. Fuck. If we if, right. if we just go live you, off your life, I need busy, to know that I'm, you feel good that shit. Huh? I'm telling you what the details is. I'm telling you what the details is. No, I need to know the details of their divorce because I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm about to finesse some shit. Like I'm telling, I'm gonna tell them to pay me in Bitcoin. I'm gonna tell them to pay me in stocks. I'm gonna tell them to pay me under the table. I'm gonna tell them to put that shit in my daughter name. I'm gonna tell them to do all types of shit because you're not gonna get that fucking eighty five thousand dollars out of me just because. You just so happen to have been married to me. Fuck you. I mean, yeah, you, you can you get four point three out of the ass, bro. Like, I don't care. You can do that. It's man to do it all, all the time. Films. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm okay. doing that shit. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all independent film. I'm about to put my shit in stocks. Like, I'm about I'm about to put shit in my mama name. I'm about to do all types of shit because, yeah, 4.3. Just so you can sign on this and we're officially done, I right, 4.3. Because I bet you I'm only going to get paid 1999 or $1,999,999. That's it. And, I mean, that's yeah. all I get paid. Yeah, that, I mean, and that's fine and that's cool. And, and like I told you, she still financed yeah. the game because at first she was paying 16000 then she got it reduced, and then she threw another eight thousand out there. So she's getting, she's she's only getting that taken away on top of uh, uh, paying for schooling 
and all that old extra shit. She's used to that. Now, yeah. with the 4.3, she's right. financing it just like every other man is financing that shit when it comes to alimony. It is still an equal playing field. Now, if she's not smart enough to do that, then, uh, yeah, you're going to cut this man a check all the time. All the time. Yeah, no, he ain't going to sit. All I'm doing is independent films. All I'm doing is low-budget films. Oh, they can't pay me nothing but $1,999,999. Like, that's it. That's all they can pay me. And I'm gonna do it. It's a passion project. Like I'm all passion projects from here on out. Like I don't care. I'm putting my shit in um accounts in Costa Rica and Switzerland and not here. Not here. And she's she's dating, I forgot who she's dating, but she's dating somebody else. I'm gonna say he he, he pays for everything, he gives me everything he ever gets. Huh? She's dating a uh, musician. Yeah, I'm gonna say that he buys everything. He gives it to me as a gift. Yeah, it's a black dude. It's a black dude. But I'm gonna say he he buys everything. He does it as a gift. Like I don't. I ain't got it. Fuck you. I ain't got yeah, it. That's you. Oh, ugly motherfucker. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. That's you. Yeah. You know. Uh, but you know what Holly Berry is gonna do? If if she runs over a script that she believes would give her an Oscar, and they offering her ten million dollars, hmm. Guess how much money that nigga's about to get? How about I'm gonna do it for one million nine hundred ninety-five thousand? No, and then pay me under the table. You say that. You say that, and only only thing I would say is this: white men are never gonna let other white men starve. So they nah, they ain't gonna do that. They gonna like. They gonna He's be like. He's not white. He's not white. White men are never gonna let other white men start. Um, uh, so they're going to say they're going to say the least the least we can do is we'll give you five million dollars and then we'll give you the rest and such and such and such and such. They gonna make sure that nigga get a check. No, that's why I need to know the details. Like, because if she can get paid in Bitcoin or in stock, I'm gonna be like, put that shit in the stock. Now, I'll pay taxes on all of it. Just don't get me cash on him. Yeah. Holly Berry is a famous actress. She's not an up-and-coming uh, uh, content creator. She's not going to the club um, getting 10 grand at the, uh, uh, for a check and then 30 at the door. This is not happening. <laughs> well, we're going to have to figure something out. Like, because... Uh, uh nope but yeah so that's um holly berry's divorce uh do you think at this point um she should get married again i think i'd be done with marriage at this point i don't understand why um niggas are choosing to uh <laughs> even be well i that, I'ma just be me and I'ma just say this. <laughs> me as a man, now I get like if I was famous or not even famous, if I was just a rich nigga and I had to um and I was in 
the rooms in the facilities were Holly Berry. And Holly Berry caught my eye and I caught Holly Berry's eye. I would fuck. But I would not ever try to have a relationship with her just because of what I've seen. I'm a stickler of um, watching how people move. Um, I just don't, I, I feel like Holly Berry should be by herself. Um, and and she should know that. She should um, gravitate to her Earth the kid instead of always trying to uh, be up under a man when she knows she really don't want to be up under a man. At the end of the day, Holly Berry don't want to be up under a man. She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to do that. Well, what I've seen, maybe she is now, you know, um, Holly Berry's 57 years old. Um, she could just be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to uh, let off these rails for a minute and let this nigga coast this on out. Maybe she's thinking that now. But back in the, uh, no. Nah. When she was, when she was uh, telling niggas at, um, <laughs> that she wanted to have kids in, in, in her 40s, I would have been like, nah, I'm gone. Because I already know what's going to happen. You're going to focus on yourself. And I'm going to end up in this in, in this predicament right here where niggas going to criticize me because I want every dime from you, hope because I'm taking care of this baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I'll be done with marriage. Like I've tried. Didn't work out. <clears throat> Now we can be together, but yeah, I think I'd be done. You got to think about it. at this point, man. It's I just tried and failed. I got kids. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm done. I'm done. So, um, but yeah. So that's Holly Berry. Um, next up is uh, Burner Boy. So. With Burner Boy, um, he did like a little interview or whatnot, and um, his he's made he made comments about Black Americans. If anybody doesn't know who Burner Boy is, Burner Boy is an international superstar. Um, he is um, a Nigerian um, artist. He, I guess, his genre would be Afrobeat. Yeah. But um, he's like uh, intern. He's like super huge, super super huge. So um, he uh, he made some comments, which I'll pull them up. Um, but his comments did not go well um, with Black America because they feel like he's talking against Black Americans. And so he's gotten a whole lot of black backlash for it. So um, here are the comments. Why is it important that the diaspora come home? You know why? Uh, okay, let's use America. Because this used to Why do you think the Chinese American yeah, has their respect? And they're not, they don't go through the things that African Americans do. Even though they might go through their struggles, not taking over the roof of everything. But they don't go through what the African Americans do, right? 
because the Chinese American has a base. He, know, he actually knows where he's from in China. Right. And he has support from the Chinese government. You understand? Like the Italian American. They have Italy. They know where their grandparents came from in Italy before. They know the first so, person in their family to come to America to start that line that made them Italian American. They know. You understand what I'm saying? The same goes for everyone else except the African American. You understand what I'm saying to you? So how how can an African American and an Italian American be on the same when the how do I how do I put this in a nice political when person in their family is going to America to start So He's just basically saying that um, black Americans don't know exactly where they're from. Like we can't pinpoint where exactly we are from. And people took what he was saying and twisted it into saying that black Americans don't have culture. Now, I don't know how you can twist what he said into saying that because that's not what I took from it at all. What I took from what he was saying is basically black Americans need to find out exactly where they're from and do a pilgrimage. I don't think that what he said was wrong. Because I do believe that black that it would be great for Black Americans to find out where they're from and do a pilgrimage. I've done one, and I'm about to do the other. So I don't I don't disagree. What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts is uh, Burner Boy was uh, actually correct. We do not know where we're from. Um, like yeah. he said, you know, you can talk about any other quote unquote immigrant American. And they'll tell you their heritage and where they're from. Um, as far as Italians, as far as even when you, if you want to go Asian, you know, they'll say Asian American. And that person will tell you either they're Chinese, they're Lao, they're Japanese, they're uh, um, they're from Singapore, they're from uh, Cantonese. They'll, they'll tell you all that. Um, Indian Americans, they'll tell you where they're from, exactly where their roots come from. We can't do that. He was telling the honest to God truth. We can't do that. So um, I can guarantee you uh, more than likely, um, it probably was a bunch of hating ass niggas, but it was probably some super quote unquote um, a person that isn't a person of color that even said that he was uh, saying that we don't have a coach. Because if you yeah. really under, if, if you really understood what he was saying, he was just telling you, you don't know where you're from. And we don't. Yeah. We don't know where we're from. Listen, I'll keep it totally transparent. Um, my mother is a descendant of a slave in, uh, plantation um, that was ran by Indians. The Morel plantation was ran by Indians. Her maiden name is Morel. She got that from an Indian. She doesn't know where she's from. She always would be like, oh, I'm Indian. No, you're not. You were a slave. Mm -hmm. So you don't know where you're from. 
you're giving me a false entitlement. My mother says all the time, you know, you have your red skin because, you know, we're Indian. No, you were a slave. Your people were a slave. Mm -hmm. I, I have my red skin because maybe uh, my great-great-grandmother was raped. That's where my skin mm -hmm. comes from. That doesn't mean um, that's who I am where I'm, or where I'm from. Same, on, on the same token, um, my father has Indian and Cuban uh, blood in both of those, uh, especially in Cuba, that was a, a major part of the slave trade. Um, so, um, and and then those uh, people from Cuba don't know where they're from. Uh, all, all of those, uh, all, your Afro Latinos, uh, they don't know where they're from. Right. So you know what I'm saying? This, let's let's just let's just keep it real. Bernard didn't say anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> unless you do the research um, or unless like the stories and the information has been passed down, you just basically assume that a black American is an African American and that we just automatically come from the slave trade. Um, and up until a certain point, that's all that we had, you know, um, but nowadays, there are ways where you can find this information out. Um, like I said, I've done I've done part of that. With I've done the ancestry.com, so I can tell you what I'm made up of. Now there is some um, there's some tests that you can do that can take you all, all the way down to the tribe. And you can find out that as well. But the majority, the majority of black Americans don't know. They they don't even know as much as you know about your ancestry. You know what I mean? Right. So I just for people to twist what he said is insane. That is insane to me. Because nothing that he said talked about black people in America not having culture. Because black American culture is, I mean, black Americans do have culture. That is that is a culture in itself. You know what I mean? But he's talking about your origin. Yeah. He, he he didn't say anything about black culture and how black Americans don't have culture. He said, I mean, I played what he said, like that had nothing to do with saying anything of the sort. So it's just wild that that got misconstrued the way it did. And he received backlash for it. And then he got called out, well, how are you saying that Black Americans don't have culture when you take from the culture? Because he does a lot of sampling from um, Black American music. And it's like, how can how can people be so loud and wrong? Right. That's about as bad as the whole um, Jamie Foxx situation with his post. Like, just loud exactly. and wrong. You know? So... Yeah, so at the end of the day, 
Burner Boy's still good in my book. He said nothing wrong. Um, and people calling him tethers and stuff like that. Like that was there was nothing tether-ish about his comments. I mean, that that's what it is. Like, just do your do your research, find out your ancestry, and go on a pilgrimage. You know, there's not there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I mean, so yeah. At the end of the day, man, I, I, I'll tell everybody this, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, children and baby dogs and cats, check this out. <laughs> stop trying to find a reason to be mad at people or stop trying to find a reason to say that black people ain't for black people. You know, um, we all have opinions. It's a lot of us, you know what I'm saying, that, that ain't for us, you know, um, uh, uh, what they used to say, uh, Skin folk and kin folk, you know, that's yeah. that's very true. At the same time, really understand when the truth is getting put in your face. If you don't like the way the truth is, you need to change it. You need to change it. Yeah. That man didn't say nothing wrong. That man didn't say nothing that was a lie, man. We don't know what we are. It's, it's parts of Africa where it's a bunch of niggas yeah. that look like me. And I don't know those people. And those people don't know me. Yeah. And I can't say Burner Boy is wrong for that. You know why? Because he, when he goes to Africa, he runs into people like me. And he look at me, and right. he be like, damn, I just seen a nigga that looked just like you in the middle of fucking North Africa. But you don't even know who yeah. you are. Exactly. Exactly. I used to work with this girl. Um, she was from the Congo. And me, I was talking one day and I had told her I did my ancestry and um, my ancestry had came back that I was 35% Nigerian. I don't know too much about Nigeria um, and their, their culture or their features or anything like that. She told me that she could tell by my features that I was Nigerian. She was like, there's a certain way that they look that I can see it in your features. There's no way that I would know that. So when she said that, I was just like, oh, wow, okay. That's pretty cool. But yeah, like, there's, I mean, like I said, there was no way that I would know that, <laughs> you right. know? So, yeah, but, um, I don't know. Like, like I said, nothing he said was out of line, and people just people just want a reason to be mad. So. He put it in a real perspective, and you know, it's it's one of those things where if you actually um, if you listen to Burner Boy or um, just pay attention to what he does, he didn't. He's not downplaying uh, black folks, or he's not downplaying uh, black Americans. He loves black Americans. He's just keeping it one hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's basically what he is. He's keeping it one hundred. But um, moving on. So, um, last story is about <laughs> Trump. We officially have a mugshot 
for former president and um, presidential candidate Donald J. Trump. Inmate number P0113580 if you want to write them, make sure you put that number in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, um, yesterday was, a, um, he turned himself in to uh, Fulton County, which is Atlanta, Georgia, um, on the, on his charges. And um, we have a mugshot. And that is the mugshot. That is the official mugshot because there were a lot of imposters, AIs that were going around um, because everybody was waiting on pins and needles to see his mugshot. Um, so he was only in there 20 minutes, but he did get fingerprinted and had his picture taken. So now we have um, several mugshots. Of all the people who were involved in trying to um, trying to steal the election, basically. So those are those people. Um, I do have a lot of uh, I do have a lot of a lot of. Um, info on these people. Let me pull that up one second. Okay. One moment. Um, while I pull this up, what are your, uh, what were your initial thoughts when you saw the mugshot? Hello? Did you hear me? Can you hear me now? No, I didn't. Hold on. Uh, I'm about to say, yeah, I, I can't wait for them to buy t-shirts. Yeah, I can hear you I'm going to make t-shirts because I'm going to buy one. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. I saw... <laughs> I saw a tweet last night that said that um, and mug makers are working overtime to get these out. And you know they're going to make a lot, lot of money this weekend. I cracked up. Oh, yeah. That hell is yeah. God's honest truth. All right. So, going through. Yeah. So, going through these charges. Okay. So, we have Kenneth Chesbro. He has seven felony counts. Um, that's the attorney mastermind behind fake elector plot to steal 2020 election. Then we have Rudy Giuliani, 13 felony counts. Um, Trump's personal attorney who advanced false election fraud claims to reverse 2020 election results. Um, Ray Smith, 12, 12 felony counts. Um, Trump, local attorney who advised fake electors to state falsely that Trump won 2020 election. Um, Sidney Powell, seven felony counts. Trump attorney charged with tampering electronic ballots and tabulating machines, making false statements. 
um, Jenna Ellis, two felony counts, attorney with drafted memo supporting fake elector plot and promoted debunked claimed of 2020 election fraud. Uh, um, Harrison Floyd, three felony counts, director of Black Vote Voices for Trump, charged with pressuring poll workers to falsely claim widespread voter fraud. Um, he's black and he did not post bail and is still in custody. And then, um, Donald Trump has 13 felony counts attempted to cling to power by advancing various schemes to steal the 2020 election. Mark Meadows, two felony counts, Trump aide who played a major role in fake elector plot and solicited DOJ official to conduct sham election investigation scott hall seven felony counts connected to coffee county election system breach john eastman nine felony counts drafted guideline memo to stop county electoral votes pushed it to fake electors david schaefer eight felony counts georgia gop chair posed as a fake elector Okay. Yeah, as a fake elector, uh, gave false statements, forged docs, attempted to file fa false docs. Kathleen Latham, 11 felony counts, a fake elector connected to a legal voting system breach that facilitated illegal download of voting data. Um, Kenneth Chesbrough, seven felony counts. Uh, yeah. So that's all of them. So, yeah. So those are the um, counts that we have. Um, unfortunately, we did lose um, Lily. He had an emergency, so he had to hurry up and go. So what we're going to do is we're going to go on ahead and um, continue the conversation for our next episode. So we will see you guys on the next episode, episode 91. Bye.